The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Illuminating Feng Shui with Kathleen Zamansky. Are you seeking effective ways to increase efficiency, productivity, and accountability while boosting your bottom line? In our program, Kathleen and her guests will impart wisdom and proven techniques to help you tap into the universal energies of Feng Shui and Chinese metaphysics. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Zamansky. Welcome, I'm Kathleen Zamansky, and this is Illuminating Feng Shui. Today I'm talking with Susan Fox, and we're going to be talking about acupuncture, traditional Chinese medicine, and really actually how our two modalities of classical feng shui and acupuncture weave together is really kind of the theme of the program today. You're also going to hear my weekly feng shui tip later in the program, and really what I'm going to be doing is just doing a bit of a recap of the year of the fire monkey, and also there's a little bit of a year in ritual that I like to share with my clients, and I'd like to share with that with you today as well. First, I'd like to introduce my guest. Her name is Susan Fox. She's an acupuncturist and the founder of Balance Restored. Susan specializes in spirit, mind, body components of fertility, but she has such a vast uh, array of, of modalities that she really incorporates into her practice. She also works at the Marin General Hospital here in Northern California um, in a department that's about integrative health and wellness because we're very progressive here in California. Now, I've personally worked with Susan and I can't say enough about her talents and, you know, what what she has done for me and my health. You know, I actually have Susan um, on board with me as a team member, if you will, when I do live events or classes so she can give me acupuncture so I can keep my energy level up. And I'm so very grateful for that. So welcome to the show, Susan. Thank you, Kathleen. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's it's going to be a fun show today. Um, our last one of the year, too, so I, I really uh, look forward to having some fun with you today. So first, um, well, thank you. Um, first, one of the things that I would like, that I do with all of my guests is to talk about, you know, what is your perspe- perspective on either feng shui, astrology, or auspicious timing? So this is kind of a little test since you do... Um, do some work. So, so what is your perspective on on what feng shui, astrology, or auspicious timing means? Well, I have had the benefit, Kathleen, of using you as my feng shui uh, consultant for the last ten years, and I have to say, I would not be where I am today without it. Uh, feng shui, in my experience, is imperative to allowing the energies of my home and especially my business to flow so that I and my patients can prosper the best. For my patients, obviously, it's their health and well-being. For me, it's the health of myself in my business as well as my business. 
Very, very, very cool. So, yeah, we have been working, and, and, you know, if I can just even go back just a little bit without getting into too many details, but just kind of the depth of, you know, how, you know, when I first met you and in, in evolved, but, you know, how I really like working with a client is exactly how I liked working with you and Balance Restored, you know, the whole thing of, you know, finding the, the property and assessing it right from the very beginning and working with contractors to do the remodeling and finding out the best areas of, you know, the office so that you could be setting up your treatment rooms and, and, you know, you had, you know, quite a, quite a large facility that, you know, you are also, you know, subletting, you know, spaces to nutritionists and, and therapists and things like that. So you had a whole center there that you originally started at and, and now evolved into where you're at today uh, in, in, a, in your second lovely space. So um, I, I, well, actually the third, because I met you in the, the original one and then went on to, this is like, I suppose your third space in this last 10 years. So, you know, that, again, it was like using the full depth of the services of using, you, you know, the person space and time, the astrology piece and how well do you and all of your colleagues fit into the space and then using good timing to just trigger and turn it all on. So it was a lot of fun doing that. So, yeah, you, you, you had us us in our best office, you know, seated in the right physical space for each of us to perform. Yep. That was correct is that we, you know, we put you in um, specific uh, because there were three uh, partners at the time when I was looking at your space and that was having you look at the uh, placement of each one of the practitioners to make sure that each one of you would, you know, you as healers, and I think that is true of many healers, is that we do have this tendency to give, give, give and forget to uh, receive ourselves. So I, that was one of the things was making sure that you just kept your vibrancy going as well. Some of the, the things that, you know, Susan has worked on, I know she's done a lot of fertility work, um, which is pretty cutting edge here in the West. Now, th- these these modalities probably have been working for quite some time um, in other places of the world, but bringing in uh, fertility in the, in the respect of helping couples, because it's not only just the women, um, but it's also helping both sides of the partnership to, to um, I, I don't know how to put it, uh, to fake, if you will, a uh, pregnancy, because what was one of the things when I was talking to Susan yesterday was that we had uh, a similarity of looking at, you know, there's a natural flow that, you know, obviously people who don't need to seek acupuncture for fertility or probably, you know, maybe using it for something else, but I can actually see in someone's birth chart, whether or not they are going to have children, male or female. And if they don't, then that's where, you know, fertility treatments can be very beneficial. And that would be, you know, something that would be, you know, a way to, you know, help a person uh, be more uh, vibrant. And when she comes back, she can get more into those intricacies of what she does. But in the other... um, um, the other things that she does that I think is just absolutely brilliant is she does a lot of 
um, immune support and she does a lot of brain support. So, you know, there's a lot of baby boomers out there. So that means that if you're anywhere from, you know, your, your 60s to, you know, all the way up through the, you know, later 70s, you're probably experiencing some sort of brain issue. And so Susan helps with stimulating those brain cells to really help a person feel more vibrant and well. And and so we'll talk a little bit more about that as well. So you back, Susan? I am, Kathleen. Sorry about that. Clearly, Don't the, worry. The, the conference room needed some feng shui. So yeah, I'm back in my go. office on the landline now and ready to rock really and roll good. here. Okay, good. So let's just get right back into that. So um, how do you see feng shui and traditional Chinese medicine in relationship to each other? Well, you know, I've actually heard you describe feng shui as, as though acupuncture for space and time. And I, I think that that's quite accurate. And Conversely, I would say acupuncture is kind of like feng shui for the body. You know, we are designed to be in our internal personal landscape living in harmony with our environment, with with nature. And when it gets out of balance through our lifestyle or sometimes it's just chinks in the armor that are genetic in nature, acupuncture as well as the balance of traditional Chinese medicine, herbal medicine, um, dietary lifestyle recommendations, etc., are intended to help us find our way back to that fulcrum, back to balance. And I think that's something similar to what you're doing when we're having water placements or, you know, finding ourselves moving furniture or putting a nail into a wall where we're doing, you know, the kind of the same thing, would you say? Right, absolutely. Well, one of the things that when I, when I speak to people that, maybe just in a conversation that I'm, you know, somebody that not has hired me, let's put it that way, um, somebody who's asking about what is feng shui. And one of the things that I always tell them is, I, one of the first questions I ask them, it, have they ever had acupuncture or are they familiar with the concept of acupuncture? Because it's we're on the same systems. And that's the thing that is very interesting about our same modalities is that we have, um, you know, chi flow and the five elements and the meridian points that you were talking about of putting a nail in the wall. What we actually are trying to do is we are breaking the wall. We're breaking the earth by driving a nail into the wall, which can create what's called a quote unquote feng shui activation. Now, you would do this only in good areas. So, all along the year, I've been talking about like some of the good areas within a space and the ones to avoid. So, it would be a good area on a specific day at a specific time, you would drive the nail into the wall. Now, this is just like having a um, acupuncture needle go into the body and trigger that energy and it it actually nourishes the whole body and the same goes for the nail that goes into the wall that triggers the chi and it nourishes or brings vibrancy to a whole environment and so but it has to be quite significant it, it can't be just like a little you know uh, a little tack it really needs to be um, you know there really needs to be movement now we don't want to have our walls so 
marked up that you know you you're you just have it looks like a demolition demolition site you would be moving maybe a large piece of furniture to activate that chi so there's a number of different ways but it is still uh, again on that same concept of of doing that so um, the water thing was the thing that was interesting when we were talking yesterday that was the thing that I did I learned about uh, acupuncture that I didn't know. So if you can briefly tell that before we go to a break, um, we put we place water for activation in the space as well. And how does that relate in water in acupuncture? Mm-hmm. Well, I will I will typically um, uh, invite and and suggest that patients have a glass of water after their acupuncture treatment. And the reason is that we're made mostly of water. So the acupuncture treatment is conveying a conversation to the body, a suggestion that, that, you know, that says, what about if we move our energy here? What about if we fill up energy there? What about if we diminish too much energy in another place? So we've, we've laid a bit of a blueprint with the acupuncture treatment that the body is then going to attempt to integrate. And by adding water at the end of a treatment, I find that that is kind of a way of almost cementing that blueprint, if you will, to say, yes, indeed, we can really pull this into the body and kind of uh, just confirm the, the conversation that we've had in the acupuncture treatment. Got it. Got it. So that was something very new to me. I didn't, I never really understood that correlation, but that makes perfect sense now to me. So I'm glad you clarified that for me. Okay. I'd like to take a moment right now to thank my sponsor, Saddler Inc. Insurance. I personally use Saddler for all of my insurance needs from personal to business. And the staff at Saddler is dedicated to giving you the best coverage at the best price. And you know what? It's not a matter of if you are going to need insurance, it's when. So get the coverage that you need, check out SaddlerInc.com, S-A-D-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Stay tuned for more on Illuminating Feng Shui. And when we come back, I'm going to continue the conversation with Susan Fox. And we're going to be talking about acupuncture, traditional Chinese medicine, and how our worlds match together with Feng Shui. We'll be right back. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a 5 Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is your host, Kathleen Zamansky, and we're joined today by acupuncturist Susan Fox. So, Susan, we are going to talk about another similarity that we have w- between our two practices, and that's the five elements. Now, that's the name of my company because I feel so strongly about the five elements and all that it has to encompass. So, um, how do you use the five elements, and then how do you use those elements to you know, help identify what needs support? Sure. Well, I use five elements in a number of ways, and in traditional Chinese medicine, those five elements relate to the five seasons, the five flavors, temperatures, and so forth. So, for example, right now we're in the winter, and winter is a season in Chinese medicine of the kidney system. The kidney system relates to the water element. So you can see there's a bit of a layering that goes on. But as I, as I look at a patient and listen to them and check their, their temperature and, and their pulse and so forth. So, for instance, in the kidney water organ system, we want to pay attention to not only the filtering system that cleans our blood, but also the communication system, which has to do with our hormones, our endocrine neurotransmitter system. So this is the season where I would want to be paying close attention to the state of the thyroid, the adrenals, how is one's sleep patterns, are they being disturbed? And so that's kind of how I will, you know, I'll, I'll bring it into the treatment room. Um, when a patient is presenting with a particular, you know, disharmony, I will also inquire into those levels of elements. If someone, for instance, says, I'm having abdominal discomfort, I will delve a little deeper to find out is that abdominal discomfort due to the liver wood system where there's just not enough chi flow in the movement or does it have to do with a deficiency in the spleen wood system where things are just kind of soggy and damp and not, and not getting uh, warmed up enough so that we can use the nutrients from the food and drink and good social action and activity and uh, exercise. Does that make sense for you? Sure. So, for well, if it does to me, but one one would be more of a yin wood, and the other one would be more of a yang wood, possibly. It, that's how we would look at it anyway. And then the other one was more of a damp wood. So that's like an excess of water on top of the wood, which is now, you know, causing some stagnation. That that was another thing that you know we talked about is you know this. It would be kind of a choice of you know do you want to put the 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 horse before the cart cart or is, or is it the chicken before the egg that kind of kind of concept is that when I look at people's charts now typically people don't come to me for health people come to me for two major reasons they come to me for um, money and and relationships partnerships that kind of thing but if you're not healthy you're not going to be able to receive either of those and in the five elements it's very clear when I am 
working with a person and I can, and, and if they don't have the five elements in your chart, because everyone has a composite of the five elements in their chart and the, the elements are wood, fire, earth, metal, and water and they are the same in the acupuncture system of traditional Chinese medicine as well right Susan correct that is correct Mm -hmm. so if I see someone who doesn't have any water in their chart I already know that they're probably going to have some some kidney or some um they're they're probably going to have some kidney or they're going to probably have some bladder issues or, you know, the female or male um, uh, organs are going to be affected. And so I um, can already see that there's going to be some problems in that in that way. But I'll also, from a business perspective, this person's going to be really uh, going to have a hard time communicating, as you alluded to, that you can read through the body. So there's different ways of reading a person's body, either through their birth chart or through their own body of seeing, you know, but I think, you know, our, our, our services really companion with each other that if someone knew this from the get-go and they could go to an acupuncturist and say, hey, this is what my chart is telling me. Do you see that in my body? Body, that's something that you can actually help an acupuncturist or vice versa. My acupuncturist telling me that, you know, my my uh, <laughs> my fire is too high or wh- whatever the element may be. And then I could also look at it in the chart. And so we look at from the feng shui perspective, we look at the the astrology piece as the diagnosis, if you will. And the feng shui is the prescription. It's how can we get some relief within the space. And that would be, you know, looking at, you know, each individual space because no one space is ever, it can never be the same. There's not one space in this whole wide world that can be the same just because of the landfall. Exactly, exactly. So some of the cookie cutter stuff out there, um, whether it be in your world or mine, do they have to, Do they have some of that? I, I you know, <laughs> maybe people it, are. It, yeah. it is true. Yes, there are there are protocols that are out there in the world of acupuncture, and in fact, some of the pro- those protocols are very effective. But they are effective as protocols, and any one individual could likely have a better prescription for him or herself than the protocol if we were able to just sort of hone in and get a proper intake and diagnosis. And it's fascinating to hear you speak about being able to see in a chart where sort of an insufficiency or an excess may occur. I only wish I could have all of my patients have their charts done because, of course, by the time they're coming to me, those insufficiencies or excess are already being made manifest, and that's where we're needing to come in and make adjustments almost midstream. Right. Um, You know, if if, if only we we could get everybody to, you know, sort of present with their chart at, oh, I don't know, maybe about age seven, mm-hmm. <laughs> then mm-hmm. we could probably do um, a much more effective job for them in the rest of their lives. You know, you, you hit that spot on. And my grandmaster has always said that if you can, you can work with young people, you can support them much better than you can someone that is like my age. Because, well, you know, we... It, People, 
tend to, and I'm, I'm going to say in the United States, but I'm seeing this in the Asian countries as well and in European countries as well, which I travel to, you know, a bit so I can see this sort of firsthand, that people are putting things off, <laughs> like childbearing and, you know, just, you know, even career choices, like someday, some, and, you know, someday may not come because your chart is no longer supporting that. And I'm sure you're seeing that from a health perspective as well. And certainly in the realm of reproductive health, yes, without yeah. doubt. Mm. By the time That's... people, men and women, and you know, men are thirty percent of the um, sort of uh, dilemma of people facing reproductive challenge. So, um, by the time they are ready to take a look at, hmm, what's going on here, you know, in the in the series of six or seven year cycles in Chinese medicine, we're a little bit behind the curve. And so we have to kind of hustle to catch up to find their best remedy at today's point in time to help them achieve what it is is their highest goal, which is growing a family in, in the case of the reproductive health. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is one thing that, you know, I would I would say, uh, you know, for sure in the United States we see it, but I've, I'm seeing it in some of the other countries as well. And, you know, at a certain point, <laughs> um, you know, that can stop the that can stop the wheels on everything, right? If people are are not really looking at that. So, okay, well, let's talk about the five seasons. Now, that's something sure. that we are a little bit different in our perspective. So, let's hear how the five seasons relate to traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture. Certainly, certainly. As I mentioned, you know, we are presently in the water season, the, the, the kidney water season, the winter, and that is when we are expected to, like nature, go deep, get quiet, sort of uh, uh, garner our resources uh, so that when the spring comes, just in a couple of months, we have nurtured ourselves such that we can get out and grow and express and create much of that shoot is coming up from the 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 snow encrusted ground to express itself as a bud we are then better prepared to express whatever is our creative potential come the spring season when we don't do that when we overexert in the winter. We're we're going to begin the uh, this spring at a deficit, and we're likely then to see things like allergies, um, kind of a bit of a maybe sort of a bit of an irritability or a sluggishness or malaise. Can't quite get out of those winter blues. Similarly, then we'll be moving into the summer months. If we haven't addressed this water element and really nourished ourselves, by the time we get into the summer, the fire element, we're hot and bothered. We are, we are restless. We are not sleeping well. We are kind of partying too hard, so to speak. And that's just going to burn up all of those water resources that we would have otherwise been able to you know, sort of temper that fire and use our energies more effectively in the summer. We have something in Chinese medicine called long summer. That's kind of the harvest. It's the end of summer before fall. You know, we're collecting the harvest. And it's a time in China, in Asia, when there's a lot of dampness that comes into the the sort of uh, 
geography into the climate. Um, and so we can see that the, you know, the, the lands could get sodden. We can see that, you know, that in, in the human body, that person can also feel a little weighed down, a little bogged down. So once again, we want to make sure that we're addressing the movement of the energies of that element in that season during that season, but also in the months preceding, so that we can really help keep with what's called this generating cycle, where water generates wood, and wood generates fire, and fire generates earth, and earth generates metal, and so we can just keep moving forward with our light's expression. Well, the, the the slight difference that we have in, from my perspective, and it, it mostly shows up in the Chinese calendar, is that every two months, we have an Earth month. So versus having Earth being all in one position, as you were calling it, the, the late summer, I think, we have like two months in. So we would have like, well, again, we'll start with the water season. So November and December are yin and yang water. And then we have October, excuse me, um, we have January, which is the ox month. And then we go into earth. And then we have two woods and then we have uh, an earth and we have two fires and an earth and two metals and earth. And then there, that's that cycle back around. So we look at it just slightly different but um, I never really looked at that before we had the conversation as well I guess we have five seasons as well that we have the tempering earth that helps one element go to the next so there is that only slight difference that we have in your system versus uh, the acupuncture system versus feng shui so okay well we're going to take a short break and when we come back we're going to hear more from susan fox thank you From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you second guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a five elements business astrology reading, timing is everything and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. 
To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zemanski, and if you're just tuning in, I'm speaking with Susan Fox, and we're talking about acupuncture, traditional Chinese medicine, and how they converge, if you will, with uh, c- classical feng shui. So, um, so Susan, when we were talking um, earlier, you were talking about you know uh, putting needles in uh, a person's body to trigger the chi, but there's some preliminary things that you do first, um, and you diagnose through looking at a person's tongue and their pulses, which I would really like to know, like, how you would, how would, I mean, like, I even was feeling my own wrist, like, well, what am I even looking for? (laughs) Certainly. Happy to help. Well, you know, tongue and pulse diagnosis was first sort of designed as a way to glean information way back when a doctor wasn't able to speak with his or his patient, especially if that patient was a woman of the court. So we had to rely on tongue and pulse to give us information about that about that patient's well-being. Today, fortunately, we get to speak to our patients, and so we get to observe their their tone, we get to look at their coloring, we get to hear whether or not are their size in the midst of their conversation, or are they, is there a groaning tone to their, their voice and their, the cadence of their voice. But we also validate, verify, or even question our diagnosis by virtue of the tongue and pulse. So the tongue will give us a information as to the, the sort of the more constitutional nature of a person's health. If, for instance, a tongue is pale and rather wide and has teeth marks, that tells us that that person's constitution is a little bit deficient. Um, there's just you know not enough good blood flow going as to show up as evidence in the tongue. You want a tongue to be sort of a nice, healthy red color and have a bit of a firm body to it. Um, so if it's too flabby, such that there are teeth marks, we know that, that the nutrients are not passing through that body well enough, and we need to do what we can to help in that regard by virtue of helping the digestion assimilate nutrients and eliminate wastes effectively. The pulse is able to uh, help us ascertain the energetics of that person's body. So we're looking for qualities in the pulse, not so much the beats per minute, although Mm. we look at that as well. If it's too rapid, we know that there's some heat in the body. But we're looking for different kinds of qualities, like when we press on it, is it something we would call floating, such that we feel it at a very surface level, but when we press on it, it kind of goes away. That would be an indication that this person might be fighting a virus, that something's trying to get into that body and the energetics of this person's chi is more at the surface of the body trying to push out that virus, if you will. If the pulse is what we call wiry or taut, almost think of like if a guitar string is tied too tightly, then that blood is not going through that pulse in a very even beat per minute. You almost feel a little tension to the texture of that blood vessel that is the, the blood is going through where we can feel the pulse. That's telling us that there's some some stagnation, some tension in that person, and usually that affects what we call the liver organ system. So that would help us kind of look to how can we help this person move their energy better, and that's where we would then 
use the acupuncture needles to help release some of that tension, we could go back then to the pulse in any one acupuncture treatment and see, have we had a beneficial effect? Is there a change to this pulse from beginning of treatment to the end of treatment? If so, we know we're on the right track. If not, we know we need to reassess. Got it. Got it. So, you know, while you're describing that, there's two things. One, like when I see, uh, you know, when I'm when I'm looking at either other people or uh, I see people like on the television or whatever, and you see their tongues because they're, they're speaking and their mouth is open yeah. and you just see yeah. their tongues. And I see sort of this white coated kind of tongue and it's like, oh, those people are probably sick. Is that a yeah, wrong that- assessment? Well, no. Well, it depends upon how thick is the white coat. So, you know, again, a healthy a healthy tongue has a healthy red color body, not too red, not too flaming, mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. thin white coat. If there's a thick white coat taking place, we know that the fluids of that body are not moving properly. And once again, that that person is probably a little bit fighting against something. You know, and their fluids are drying up, almost like you know their noses may be stuffy, and like the mucous membranes are just a little bit dry. That also reflects on the tongue coat. We will ask patients, therefore, not to brush their tongue coat before they come in for an acupuncture treatment because we want to see, you know, what is the quality of that tongue coat? You know, Mm. is it a nice, healthy, thin white coat? Is it a thicker white coat? Is it a yellow coat, which is an indication that there's more heat in the body and that person is fighting harder either, you know, an infection or some kind of invasion in their body? Well, that, I mean, that right there, if people would just like look into a mirror and look at the look state at of their the tongue, exactly. they may they may actually be able to at least somewhat say, oh, I'm on the right track or something has a little awry and where do I need some support there? So, well, what are some key takeaways that you can leave our audience with today to improve their health and their life? Okay. Well, I think that they're pretty simple and they're going to seem a little straightforward, but we always don't apply what is simple and straightforward. For instance, eating a whole foods, nutrient-rich based diet. You know, we are what we call our spleen energy. What are we taking in in nutrients? If we're not taking those nutrients in, we are going to be drawing from the other organ systems the source of our energy to their deficit. Hmm. For instance, we are going to become adrenal fatigued. So you want to have your three meals, two snacks, keep your blood sugar stable. You want to have ample water. As I said, we're mostly made of water. So you want to be drinking water, let's just say about two to three liters a day, but a calculation that if you're interested is taking your body weight, dividing it by two, and that is in pounds. I'm sorry, over here in the United States, we're still working in pounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are. That is the amount of fluid ounces you want to be taking per day. A third takeaway is to eat your last meal of the day about three hours before bedtime. So you give yourself plenty of time to digest that meal so that your body can go into its so its detoxification phase during sleep. And you want a seven hour I mean a twelve hour span rather between dinner and breakfast so that your body can do all of its detoxifying from the from the liver straight through to the brain. The hours of 11 to 3 are liver organ system hours on the calendar, on the clock rather, in Chinese medicine. Really important to be asleep, if you can, between the hours of 11 and 3. Otherwise, you're beginning your next day at a bit of a deficit. Keep 
circulation going with moderate exercise. That's where, you know, we're, we're driving the nutrient-rich blood to our end tissues, whether it be our digestive system, our brain, our reproductive system, our muscles and tissues. You know, we really need to move that blood. We don't want to exert, overexert, but we want to get proper movement. And then sleep. We need to sleep. We, we are a nation deficit in our sleep. So at least eight hours a day and ideally between the hours of you know, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. So those would be my takeaways. If you can do those five things, you're, you're going far to keeping yourself you know, an, naturally anti-aging and healthy. Right, right, right. Yeah, that was one of the things that when we were talking um, that – uh, that if you're not sleeping cer- during those certain hours, that also can contribute to uh, holding on some weight or, or you know, I don't know, weight gain. That's a, but it's not helping you release any weight because your your brain is doing something else besides what your body is actually naturally wanting it to do, which is Absolutely. released, is what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the body is brilliant in designing its own sort of cleanup system and if we don't give it the time to do its cleanup then we we have some garbage left over in the morning and that's what we're going to take into the next day and that will manifest as elevated cortisol levels come come morning and um, elevated insulin levels and then yes we find ourselves with this added weight that that nobody wants yeah. So sleep, as you said, is uh, I think it's that's global as well. Again, I, I do some some travel and I see that that uh, is one of the uh, things that people, you know, whether it be in the pharmacies, the ever, you know, wherever you go, you're going to see all these different uh, ways for you to get more rest. Um, and so acupuncture deals with that quite well, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know, at a minimum, you can say acupuncture is reducing the body's cortisol load. And so in so doing, you're helping yourself begin your night's sleep with low levels of cortisol so that it can do its detoxification overnight. And of course, there'll be slightly elevated cortisol levels naturally as the body continues to find its way to um, getting glucose stores throughout the night. But yes, sleep is imperative. In those last few hours of sleep, the brain, the hippocampus, is dumping its neurotoxins you know, so that it can revive itself and you'll have a healthier brain come the next morning. And of course, that's the master, <laughs> the master organ that's helping run all the rest of our organs through its communications and and in uh, systems. So, if a if a person has chronic 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 insomnia, um, can can acupuncture help, or is that beyond what it can do for a person? I mean, I think I would say acupuncture would absolutely help, but I wouldn't. I I don't know that I could say in this statement, you know, blanket statement, that it would be the you know the sort of the the be all for mm-hmm. that patient. That patient may need. A small amount of melatonin. That patient may need, you know, um, a, a little bit of uh, other hormonal support, and that's that's where uh, I, I am so grateful to have the uh, the the professional friendships and relationships I have with the medical community here. Is that no one, in my opinion, uh, resource is the only resource for a particular patient, and that we serve the patient best when we are working together and giving that patient together what he or she needs to have, you know, sort of optimum health, including optimum sleep. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, Susan, we are really towards the end of this segment, and I want to make sure before we close up that if someone wants to learn more about acupuncture or the services that you offer or just even, you know, the conversations that you're having about health and well-being, um, how can they find you and if they want to know more? Thank you. Well, my business name is Balance Restored. My website is balancerestored.com. I send out a periodic newsletter that talks about, you know, health issues of current interest. And I would be delighted to have any of your listeners uh, sort of come, uh, come on and subscribe to my newsletter so that I can keep them up to date with how they can be uh, optimally health- healthy through the seasons. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm on your mailing list, obviously, as well. And it really, you know, there are, it's, it's short and sweet, but it really does give you, you know, tips that you can get through the seasons and, you know, different things that you can do to uh, stay healthy and well. And again, one of the reasons I have you on my program today is because I really believe good health will bring you wealth. (laughs) Without it, you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get too far. So, okay, we're off to a short break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you my feng shui uh, weekly tip. And I'm going to be recapping the fire monkey and how its components have uh, played out this year. And then there's a year end completing and remembering of 2016. It's a little ritual that I'm just going to give you a little taste of. And if you'd like to hear more about that, we can uh, certainly get you more there as well. So we'll be back after this short break. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network highly successful people know that timing is everything kathleen zamansky's time blazer business management system taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success the time blazer decodes ancient chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time whether it's about business career education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a Five Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Feng Shui. 
And we're back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski. Susan, the time flew by today. But before we uh, sign off here with you, is are there any last words that you have with us? Well, I do have last words for your listeners, and that is to encourage and invite them to participate in what is upcoming. This is an annual event that I have gleaned so much information from. Uh, it is get, getting ready for the next uh, the next year, with the, the upcoming year of the fire rooster, and uh, Kathleen goes through one's. Um, Chinese astrology chart and goes through all of the various things to look out for and look forward to, and it is a not-to-be-missed event. I, I have gone year after year, gosh, I'm thinking now about five years, like it may be longer, I can't recall, but I would, it is not to be missed. So I, I want to put, put a plug in for that, Kathleen, because I think anybody would really be lost without it. I know I would be. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. As a matter of fact, um, really going back, um, and I think it's I think we're we're going on nine years actually versus oh, five, and it actually started out in a front reception room with a couple of people that we collectively knew, and it was literally and it, it, it was standing room only, but you know that was all encompassing. I think twelve people, but because <laughs> that's mm-hmm. how big your reception room was at yeah. Balance Restored, so. Yeah. That that kind of brings it back around. So, well, if and if, if any of our listeners are uh, interested in it, it's not only the astrology, but it's also going through feng shui of the annual directions. There's there are new ones coming up, new ones to learn, new ones to capitalize on and uh, benefit from. And then there's also some really good dates that I'm going to be giving. And if you want, if you want some more information about that, go to bit.ly forward slash 2017 annual talk and you can find out more information about that okay um, now I'm going to go into my weekly tip and it's going to be a little bit different I, I, I want to take us back to you know an overview of the 2016 fire monkey and you know how the year played out is really how it was predicted the combination of the yang fire and the yang metal of the monkey is typically an aggravating energy but because of the five elements the job of fire is to heat up cool metal. That it's there's nothing wrong with it. That's just what it's supposed to do. And so the result can be volatility and very unpredictable outcomes that nobody would have foreseen in the beginning. So at my annual talk last year, or I guess previously this year, because I have it in January. So at the very beginning of this year, um, you know, I talked about you know, expect to see a rise in terrorism. We should see some outbreaks in disease and it's going to be a political hotbed. So we, we're going to see, you know, some of this maybe uh, continuing on into the fire rooster. Again, another yin fire, yin metal uh, uh, year coming up. But in a year in perspective, we had you know, the atrocity, atrocities of the assault on Aleppo, the, this, this displaced more than 11 million Syrian refugees. Uh, I just visited Europe, actually I visited Europe twice this year, and there was a huge influx of people that just are, unfortunately, have um, just been displaced completely from the life that they knew. That, but other political aspects that made world news is a failed coup attempt in Turkey, 
North Korea conducts missile and nuclear tests, which they're not supposed to be doing. And the Zika virus, which has brought some world uh, disease and, you know, it even affected the Olympics of some Olympians not even choosing to go to the games because of the Zika virus. But, you know, there's also, uh, you know, a couple events that seriously, I don't think anybody saw coming. I don't care what your political beliefs are. So the Brit- the Brits uh, decided to divorce the European community this year. And I think that took a, you know, a riveting world, you know, uh, jolt, if you will. So a new word emerges. We've got now the Brits that we will now have in our vocabulary. And then uh, Donald Trump wins the U.S. presidential election. And again, no matter what your political views are, are. I don't believe that he even realized or his whole camp that they were going to win like they did. So we also had quite a few famous people die in 2016. So here's a short list. Cuban dictator Fidel Castro, U.S. astronaut John Glenn, some really great actors, Gene Wilder, and just most recently, uh, yesterday in the news, Star Wars, Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher, who was 60, and by the way, was a fire monkey herself who passed away and we were going to dearly miss her singer David Bowie George Michael uh, Glenn Frey of the Eagles and of course uh, the infamous Prince boxer Muhammad Ali golfer Arnold Palmer but on the bright side any baby that's born in 2016 is a fire monkey so the last time the fire monkey came around was in 1956 that was 60 years ago and the next time we're going to see the fire monkey is in 60 years in the year 2000 uh, 2076. So I look at people and children a little bit differently, but a fire monkey is a person who most likely is very confident and may even seek the limelight. But in general, monkeys are very intelligent and they can be a little bit self-centered, if you will. But when you add that fire to the monkey, because it could be a wood monkey or an earth monkey, but this fire monkey um, are people who can be quite powerful indeed. Okay, since this is my last show of 2016, I thought I would share with you a ritual that I do. It's called Completing and Remembering. And I send this annual reminder out to my clients to have them take stock and myself as well and to see what I've actually accomplished and what still remains to be done. So, you know, our time is precious and we really, you know, want to reflect on the year as my suggestion and before you open up a new chapter and the new chapter is happening very, very soon if you're following the Gregorian calendar. And then obviously we're going to have another uh, Chinese New Year in about a month's time, a uh, little over a month's time that we'll be talking about uh, more. But, you know, basically here are a couple of key questions that I ask um, for you to reflect on. What is your biggest piece of unfinished business in 2016? And whatever that is, really reflect on it. And is it something that you want to carry on into 2017? Or is it really ready to be finished and move on to something else? So that's only something that you can discern on what you want to do. Now, have you had any misunderstandings that you need to clarify by the end of the year, whether it is of your fault or of that of someone else? Again, do you want to carry that into the next year? And if you need to apologize, do so. If you need to be humbly, just let something go, do that as well. And then who are three people that had the greatest positive impact in your life in 2016? And did you sincerely thank them 
for what they provided for you. You know, it's never too late to say thank you for people that have helped you out. And then the last thing I'd like to uh, uh, have you think about is what is your biggest triumph of 2016? And really relish in all of the work that you did to get what you wanted to accomplish. And, you know, sometimes we uh, just go from one thing to the next without really validating ourselves for what we have done. So if you'd like to receive my entire Completing and Remembering 2016 Ritual Worksheet, go to bit.ly forward slash completing and remembering 2016. That's all lowercase. And then you can receive that worksheet as well. Thank you for spending some time with me today. I wish you a very happy new year and I look forward to delivering you great program programming in 2017. I look forward to seeing you next time on Illuminating Feng Shui. And until next week, may good chi follow. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Illuminating Feng Shui. Please join Kathleen Zamansky again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel as we look at other aspects to power up your workspace. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.